The old claps for Ken Burrs in the studio. Thanks for joining us, man. Just rolled up. It's like 7 p.m. for people watching. This is pre-recorded. Sorry, we're not live. 7 p.m. right now, and here's what I like. Practice is after this podcast. Getting after it late. Talking about practice. Talking about practice. Not a game. Up at Indio. That's the best rant ever, by the way. We sitting here. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. It is. Uh, He's the best. (laughs) Are you an Iverson guy? Yeah, I used to watch him growing up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You're from, did you grow up in Hagerstown or just go to high school in Hagerstown? I I grew up in Hagerstown. Um, I grew up also in Baltimore, like here and there. Okay. Where was Iverson from? He was from like Southern Virginia, like. Newport, sure exactly. what's that called? Norfolk area, I think. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I thought he was like D.C.-ish as well for some reason. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. What you if he's, was if that he's The not, Rock? It's The Rock, yeah. yeah. Are you, wait, you're a pro wrestling guy too? I'm um, not at all, for the record. I, I Everyone. Only, yeah. yeah, the early 2000s. Dude, you had to be. Danny yeah. Palm, dude, the producer here. Danny Palm, the legend behind the keys there. He is a massive... Massive pro wrestling fan too. Like yeah, I'm gonna hijack this. So wait, you have practice <laughs> after this? Yeah. So Danilo's like, okay, the last practice of the night for the groups is it like it ends at nine. So be here at nine oh five. Is that what the deal is? <laughs> it starts at eight thirty. Eight thirty. Yeah. Okay. It's a uh, Muay Thai. Okay. So. so is it like advanced Muay Thai? Is it like all but whole class full of every level or what um i mean you get like people who kind of just want to do it for like a workout and then you have like you know the fighters but sometimes they'll split it up it just depends on what they you know have planned that night maybe am i this lazy but i feel like 8 30 on a tuesday kind of weans out people that are just doing it for fun like i'm not just showing up you know what i mean i'm not going at 8 30 on a tuesday if i'm not serious about it yeah the classes aren't very big yeah so what is your week like? You don't got to go class by class, but are you at Indio pretty much every day, or what's your um, schedule like there? I'm there four, at least four days a week. Nice. Like I'll go um, Tuesday, Thursday uh, to the Muay Thai and do some jiu-jitsu, and then the MMA classes and uh, nosy grappling. Nice. Obviously, a super strong wrestling background. What sparked your interest in the stand-up arts? Um. Well, I mean, I started wrestling pretty late. I mean, I started my sophomore year of high school, so when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, the stand-up part, I mean, I have realized it's a necessary evil for MMA. But um, also, my brother is actually a pro boxer. So, like, he's um, kind of been a, a big influence on, like, me doing stand-up and trying to get better at it. <clears throat> That's nuts. You don't hear about too many siblings in this realm like we don't get too many fighters in here that say my sister brother's a pro boxer or whatever that's interesting so was fighting big in your household growing up were you guys big fans of combat sports in general um i mean me and my brother we've um kind of like been into fighting most most of our lives i mean we started watching uh the early ufcs like from a younger age just on espn yeah, and then like when the marathons would come on, we'd watch those on uh, what was it like Spike at that Spike, time? Yeah, Fuel, 
Yeah. Going through a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've always been into it, but I never really, um, I guess, fully, fully committed until three years ago when I started training. I have a question. Yes. What's your brother's name? Uh, Ryan Burrs. Okay. I, I thought maybe he was commas fighting someone named Burrs. Yeah, that's actually a potential fight that's coming up in uh, Morgantown. Oh wait, is that him? that's your brother? Yes. His fight is boxing comma. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's nuts. Wait, Good call, whoa, Danny Palm. Whoa, Danny whoa. Palm from the I top s- rope. I saw that too. I saw Burrs, and I thought, ah, there's other people named Burrs, like right. Yeah, I didn't wait. Remotely, so Kama's think fighting your boxing your brother. Yes. In like a couple, like three or four weeks. Yeah, he um said uh, he hasn't like. It's still kind of like, you know, up in the air, but he hasn't really heard anything about it. So he thinks it's still kind of going through. So I mean, he's kind of just, you know, waiting on that, just working out and training that's, and stuff. That's nuts. Good call, Danny Palm. Well, that's the poster's fun. out. Yeah, they, yeah, they posted a poster, but um, he, I talked to him about it uh, a couple weeks ago, and he was saying he didn't really know, like, the progress of it. Hmm. So he was kind of just like, you know, just Boxing's an interesting it. like it's, it's so not different. like MMA. It's yeah. so different. Yeah, it's um yeah, he's kind of just like, you know, just going with the flow now. Like he was like really deep into it for a while, but you know, change of passion, I guess. And he's not trying to force it right now cuz he's kind of like at that age where he doesn't really know if he wants to like continue continue. Mhm. Like fully invested or just kind of just like yeah, casually. Yeah, he's more in the casual stage now. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah, he's boxing's a. I mean, it's an interesting. It's so. Well, that's the thing is like in MMA, you could be a pro mixed martial artist. You could be like Kama and have a bunch of losses and get your find your way, and then those losses aren't. They don't destroy your potential career whereas boxing if you're not like undefeated for like you know yeah 15 and 0 at least they literally see you as like the next step like you don't really have a a a projection to go to the highest levels it's weird it's just different it's so different super different man we were actually matching a boxing show one time and just learning that side of things the way it went like all the different ins and outs of matching boxing versus mma we were actually working with Derek gianta who's a promoter here not working with him in any formal sense but meeting with him to get help and pointers and stuff and just listening to him pour out knowledge of how the boxing world works like we feel like we have a pretty good grasp of mma and how to run an mma show we thought you know it can't be that different it's that different. Yeah. <laughs> we were lost, dude. Yeah, he tells me about it. I was just like, dang, that's, that's a lot of moving pieces there. It really is. But you, it's funny that you said you've learned that stand-up is a necessary evil of MMA when your brother's a pro boxer. Clearly, he loves stand-up. Does he like to wrestle, too? Um, He actually has a couple MMA fights. Okay. Like, he's not big on wrestling. He's more of a jiu-jitsu type guy. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, he has... Uh, I don't know how many exactly. I saw, I've seen two or three, but yeah, he's pretty okay. pretty good grappling for someone who didn't, you know. Who doesn't care right, about it. Yeah, who, who <laughs> yeah. didn't really wrestle That's know, or anything like that. So Well, clearly good bloodlines going on in the Burrs family. You guys are 
I assume him too. I don't know him well, but you're a beast in the K. Like you've clearly taken to it very quickly. That's kind of what everybody says about, you know, we talked to Danilo a good bit and he just is always singing your praises, your work ethic and how quickly you pick things up. Just a super athlete in general. But from Baltimore, you said then Hagerstown, what brought you to the Pittsburgh region at all? Um, I kind of just ended up here. Like, uh, so when I was, (laughs) (laughs) I'm in Pittsburgh, got to make it work now. Yeah. I was, I was moving around a lot, but, um, so when I I graduated high school, I originally went to Penn State Mont Alto. Yeah. I know that. For a semester. What? Penn State, what? Mont Alto. Mont Alto. It's like outside it's a, Chambersburg. It's a branch. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, like, I've never even heard that. I've heard yeah. Barron. I've heard Altoona. I've heard Mont Alto. Mont Alto, That's bro. Wow. Yeah, their um, my... um, first, like, official um, wrestling season was my first um, year. My oh, year wow. Down there. Yeah. Nice. So that was pretty cool, like, just introducing the program to like, yeah. you know, us and whatnot. But after that, I... um. God, I left after a semester, and then I joined the army. And there, I mean, a lot of different stuff happened. Sure. But um, after the army, I um, that's when I came to Waynesburg because I kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do with life. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll you know go to school see if I can figure something out within four years. Mm-hmm. So I was just contacting schools around, and then um, Waynesburg's kind of the one that gave me like, uh, you know. Kind of helped me through the process of like getting like into school and getting me situated and all that. So I ended up going there, wrestled three years, and then went to trade school. And that's an yeah. interesting path for sure, man. You don't see many people go to college, then the military, and then wind back up at a university like that. Usually, you just kind of stick. But what didn't click at Mon Alto? What took you from Mon Alto to the army? Um. It was more like a personal thing. Yeah. I kind of just had like, you know, grades, a lot of stuff. I didn't know if I really wanted to do school like that. Got it. So I just like, you know. Yeah. Joined the army and went with that for a little bit. Yeah. The reason I ask is because it's funny, like how I know you, obviously not very well or anything. Like our relationship's pretty short since you fought for us in October and everything. We started to learn more about you. You seem like a crazy, driven, motivated guy in general. Just every and everything, like I said, we hear from Danilo. So you seem like the kind of guy to me that would go to college and just be that guy. It's like skating through it, you know, like dedicated every level. So it was funny for me to hear that that wasn't always the case for you. So what do you think changed? Like, when did it click for you? Like, let's get my life in order and turn this shit around. Because it clearly it seems like you got it going on now. Um I think it was um, after my junior year at Waynesburg. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew I wanted to, um, you know, wrestle in college. So getting out of the Army, I was like, you know, since I don't really know exactly what I want to do, I might as well, like, you know, go to college, at least get an education, and then, you know, potentially wrestle. And that's what ended up happening. So that was pretty cool. But um, I think my junior year after, um, kind of after Nationals was when I was just like, yeah, school's really not for me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just like, that's when I left and went to trade school because we obviously got to make money somehow. Sure. So I um, went to welding school, finished that um, year out. And then um, once I graduated, I pretty much started training. Nice. So 
so I'm I'm only fortunate enough to be able to be here for the first little bit. I I can answer. I, I have one question for you, and then I'm gonna go. But I want to know: Do you want a water when I leave? Do you want me to bring a water for you? Sure. All right, great. <laughs> I thought so, that was the one question. No, no, no that's, <laughs> you want that's, water? that's the <laughs> pre-question. Question I have is: So you said, you know, stand-ups a necessary evil. Like we went over that a little bit. But did you get into any street fights when you were younger? Like were you were you uh, like? I, there were fights every day in my like when I was growing yeah. up. Like, so were you in fights? Like, and then secondly, like when you started training MMA, do you remember like getting tagged in the like for the first time? Like, really hit hard and like, whoa, okay, this is better. Learn to learn to like not have that happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So as fights when I was younger, I mean, I got in fights here and there. Nothing like major. It all mostly happened outside of school. But um, I'd say uh, first time I've gotten hit, um, it was before I even started training MMA where I was just like, so like, well, I don't know. When I started training MMA, getting hit wasn't really a problem because I've been hit by a lot of, you know, stuff growing up. I remember I was probably like six and uh, I got hit by, uh, I got hit in the face with a baseball bat. So like... <laughs> Pain's nothing new on to purpose me. or like yeah, so I was no. just playing um, baseball. No, it was uh yeah, it was it was on accident, but um I was on the wrong side as a catcher. Oof. I was just gonna say catcher. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then my bro, yeah, my brother actually swung and came around and smacked me right in the eye. Ah, mm. so yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, that was that a hospital. Was that a hospital trip? No, no just my eye kind of swelled shut and I just, just didn't throw some ice on it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just deal with it. Yeah. Look cool for a little bit. Nice. Well, hey, I got to run. Uh, I wanted to sit in on because I'm super interested in you and like super excited to have you fighting for us again. So, yeah. and like that fight, like it's we are so fight. geeked about yeah. that fight. That's like, you know, I don't know. These, these are the kind of, those are the kind of fights we live for. So, He's got to go eat tacos. Really looking though, forward sorry. to it. I'm going to go grab your water. Yeah, At least you. someone thinks of you and not just true. themselves. I just bring my own giant water and chug it the whole time. Like, yeah, look at my water. Appreciate it. Yeah, dude. That's a wild journey. So I knew from listening, because I listened to your interview on MMA. Shout out MMA FanCast, Luke Payson. You're awesome, dude. And he had Ken on here. So if you guys haven't heard that, go hear that after you finish ours, of course. But... <laughs> So I knew some about your journey for sure, but I, I was definitely intrigued by kind of that. I, I'm just interested when people in general get their life together, so to speak, because everybody's got their own path and it's difficult. And there's no handbook to say like, hey, just do, do this, this and this and you're set. You know, you think that might be the case, but everybody's got their own journey. And you obviously have a lot of natural skills and like there are elements about yourself that made a lot of sense for MMA. So in that respect, like what did MMA bring to your life? What kind of stability did finding MMA provide you? Um, I'd say just the, um, having a routine mostly. Like that's kind of always something I've had growing mm -hmm. up. And I feel like when I wasn't really training, I mean, besides work, I mean, I didn't really have like that much of a routine. Sure. It was more so just waiting until, the, you know, the next start time for the next job came around. Yeah. So it's been cool, like, you know, not having to always worry about that so much, but, like, kind of just doing what I actually want to do 
as opposed to doing what I have to, to do, do all the yeah, time. For yeah. sure. So yeah, it's been it's been actually pretty solid lately. Like just training and you know, work and stuff. It all kind of like flows together a little bit. For sure. Well, you're at unquestionably one of the best gyms in the area. You know, you guys had a phenomenal year last year, as you know, undefeated with two four seven. That was a crazy run yeah. that you guys had as a gym. What took you to India? You said you were in Pittsburgh. How did you find out about India or get hooked up with the Nilo? Um, I found out about um, India actually was uh, this uh, guy I wrestled with in um, college, Matt Claxton, and also uh, Tony Welsh. Mm-hmm. He was training at India before. Well, he's kind of training at India and like some other places. But I saw actually on his Snapchat, he like uh, posted it. That's fine. I was just like. Oh, snaps. So then I asked uh, Matt, and he's like, yeah, Tony uh, goes down there sometimes and stuff. I was like, oh, okay. So nice. I was like, when I actually moved up here, because I was living in Morgantown before I moved to McKeesport, and I was still just like welding and training at a gym in um, Uniontown. Hmm. And um, Was that All-American? Is that where you were? Um, yeah, I was going there, and then like um, here and there, I'd go to like the academy. But like, oh, nice. Like, mostly just to do, like, some boxing stuff. Sure. But, but yeah, that's pretty much it. And then uh, once I actually moved up to McKeesport, I kind of was just like, well, might as well start going to the gym again. So nice. I uh, uh, contacted Danilo, and uh, he came came in for, like, a little uh, introduction class or whatever. And then he said, you know, start training. So I started training, <clears throat> came to jiu-jitsu, came to uh, Muay Thai, and he says, Oh, uh, you want to fight? I was like, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much why I'm here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was uh, been pretty much from there. Just got it rolling. Nice, dude. I yeah. love that progression. And I'll say, I live right outside McKeesport too. I live in Liberty Borough, actually. Okay. So I know it's not an e- it's not a quick drive to no. India. Like that's <laughs> yeah. a long trip every day yeah. or four times a week. Whatever you said, you do it. Yeah. So was the goal always to become a pro MMA fighter? Like, were you just doing it for routine and exercise and fun, or from the beginning were you like, this is going to be my career and I'm going to fight? Um, I mean, the intention was to go pro, and um, you know, I'm still trying. I'm still working towards that. Mm-hmm. But I mean. You know, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. But, and, um, and why I ask is because, like I said, it's a long drive. Just if you're doing it as a hobby, that's a yeah. long drive. And just like you said, bouncing around all these different places, it sounds like you were always committed to keeping that in your life. Like yeah. no matter where you were living, you were still training, like you were still committed to it. So I didn't know, was that just you liked the routine and the camaraderie of it? Or were you always looking like, I'm going to do this as a, you know, make some money doing this? I'd say a little bit of both. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, like I said, I wanted to, like you're saying, like I wanted to do it <clears throat> more so just for, like, um, I guess the structure of it and, like, you know, just having, like, you know, people with kind of the same mindset around me. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, most of the jobs I've worked, I don't really have anything in common with anybody. But so, you know, coming to, um, coming into, like, MMA and, like, going to different, like, places and, like, just being in a gym just like makes me feel, I guess you could say, normal. Mm-hmm. Like it just feels more natural. I don't have to like force myself to do much of anything. I can just like just do me. Yeah. So that's I get been, that for sure. Yeah, that's been you know a real good thing about it. But 
as far as like um going pro and stuff like yeah that's definitely like a motivation but that's not the biggest motivation of sure um, doing mma and sticking with all the different disciplines and going to the gym i got you so yeah. i think you said you started wrestling when you were 15 yeah what did like 13 year old ken burrs think he wanted to do with his life like where were you at at that stage um 13 um i was playing football okay yeah i played football um through my junior year to what position um like a running back outside linebacker totally see that with your build i was gonna say you had to be a running back yeah (laughs) you just look like a running back Yeah. yeah so like um um growing up with my um i like i was the youngest of six boys wow um me half siblings step siblings but still brothers but um yeah and i was yeah since i was the youngest and we were primarily football um household because my stepsister's cheerleader and stuff growing up nice but i didn't i played football in um fourth gear fourth grade and then i didn't play for a while and then i started again in high school Mm -hmm. so yeah wrestling wasn't really a thing in my mind and then i think it was my uh sophomore year of high school that um one of the guys i was pretty cool with on the football team was like dude have you ever thought about wrestling i was like no <laughs> and he's <laughs> no, just have an yeah i was like i was like not so even he, a little yeah, bit because i was thinking more <laughs> wwe <laughs> yeah, so right, he, right. so he was explaining and i was just like uh, maybe I'll try it. I was like, dude, you should. You could be. You probably be real good at it. <laughs> and I was like, all right, sure, I'll try it out. Nice. So that first year of wrestling was definitely a wake up call and just like, yeah, it was not. It, was, it wasn't. That was definitely the hardest thing I did at that time in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a lot different football. That's huge, though. It's funny how that all kind of comes into place how you needed all those little steps to obviously get where you are today it's a cool journey man that's why i like to ask more about how you got there i need to ask a really important question though growing up in baltimore and playing a lot of football tell me you're not a ravens fan are you are you a ravens fan growing up i was a, <laughs> i was a ray lewis fan okay i don't i haven't watched football that's since fair. 2013 oh man since okay. the Ravens okay. won the Super Bowl okay. and Ray Lewis Just, retired. Yeah. Like, that's as good. He's yeah. like, I'm going out on top. This is as yeah. good as it can get. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, well, you know, biggest role model I probably had for a while. I was like, he's done, so what was the point? I think even Steelers fans have to acknowledge that Ray Lewis was one of the best. He's oh, absolutely. super talented. You can't deny his credentials. He he was the man. Those were that was a great rivalry in oh, that yeah. stretch. Oh my god. Oh yeah, Steelers early 2000s. Oh, that was so like, good. Those game so nights good, were always dude. nice, yeah. There were like six concussions a game, yeah. man. Like people were just getting <laughs> yeah. laid out. Yeah, those those were good times, man. So, you you did you only love football during that time period or was it like you kind of always dabbled or um it was kind of more so that time period. Yeah. Yeah, because um, when I moved to Baltimore, that was probably like 2002, 2001. Okay. So that was like when I first got introduced to like, you know, the Ravens and then um, obviously Ray Lewis. Right. Because my grandfather was a big Ravens fan. He grew up born and raised in Baltimore. So Did they win in 2000 as well? Yeah, the they Super won Bowl? in 2000 okay. yeah. and 2013. Gotcha. So That's that perfect was like, for you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like he was real big then. So he like 
like after it was that his rookie year or something. It like had that. to be close yeah, to it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he like first started out. I was like, oh man, that dude's pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, since then it was just you know, I did um pretty much like uh I say I motivate like I kinda like put my um lifestyle out of how he spoke pretty mm-hmm. much. That's uh, cool, man. That's pretty much like my motivation with like since I didn't really play like sports, like organized sports like that, like every year, mm-hmm. like growing up. <clears throat> like I said, I play in for uh, fourth grade. I played football, but then I didn't play a sport organized until high school. Mm-hmm. So like I just kind of just stayed working out and just you know just stuck to doing whatever at the time. Yeah. So. I- I think it's interesting because I still see Ray Lewis popping up all the time on Instagram and stuff, motivational speaking. Yeah. He's, he's got that power to just command yeah, a room and sure. inspire people. So I yeah. could definitely see how a young kid in Baltimore would be like really latching onto that. Yeah. You still watch his stuff? Like, do you still? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got that ability to just fire up a crowd for sure that people love. And that's the last of good stuff I'm going to say about Ray Lewis on a Pittsburgh podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's all good. <laughs> No, dude, but I want to get, obviously, into the fight. you got a huge fight coming up in April against James Leto, a pit wrestler, current pit wrestler, trains at Stout. I mean, we announced this fight a while ago because we knew that people were going to go nuts when we announced it. We're like, this is a huge matchup on so many levels, but what excited you about it? Um, Just the level of competition, mostly, mm-hmm. because I feel like um, if I have a tough opponent i'm going to train harder as opposed to if i get someone that's not on like let's say he's not on that level it's kind of like i don't know for how i train i feel like i like should be going against someone who's going to give me a harder time as opposed to going against someone who's like not necessarily like you know fully committed to it so it's kind of like mentally i'm just like and not as into it yeah i totally get i can completely see where you're coming from with that and in full disclosure like that's tough with guys like you and Lido too so for from our perspective it's super nice that you guys agreed to fight each other because as you know like the pa novice amateur rules yeah but knowing the backgrounds that you guys have and once they can see your first fight it's tough to find somebody with zero to three fights that's going to fight either one of you guys like that's very hard for us so when you guys agreed to do it we were like yes on so many levels yeah. because and me personally as a fan like dude i'm just i'm like like you and like i i watched Lido's interview on fancast as well he said almost identical what you just said like it's nice to know that that challenge is ahead of me like pushes me in training yeah like me as a fan that's what excites me too like i have no idea who's gonna win i have no idea how it's gonna shake out i just know that two of the very best amateur middleweights are gonna fight each other and that's sure. that's just exciting dude yeah so, did you watch his MMA fan cast interview, Lido's? Um, yeah, I saw it. Um, yeah, Danilla told me about it. Like, <laughs> Danilla's oh, right. watching it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, like, Danilo's such a, first off, it's crazy that he's in Pittsburgh. I, yeah. I say this all the time. Like, we are blessed to have somebody like that in the Pittsburgh community with his credentials and his knowledge and his ability to cultivate, like, I don't even know if this is intentional on his part, but it seems like he takes these stud college wrestlers and then turns them into good 
jiu-jitsu artists, good all-around grapplers, and ultimately good MMA fighters. Like, he has an ability to take wrestlers and turn them into really good fighters like none other. Like, he's amazing at it. Yeah. What has he done for your game? Like, what what was your first couple interactions at India or, like, your first couple months maybe? Like, how did you adapt to his system and his way of teaching? Um, I mean, it, I feel like I pretty much rolled right into it. Like, he's, like, pretty good with his instructions and um, kind of, like, getting his point across. So, like, that, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it was more just, like, a natural thing. I didn't have to like strain my brain too hard to try to be like oh what is he talking about like oh what's that what how do you do that it's like no it was it was pretty like good um going into it i mean i thought it was going to be a lot more difficult like after i looked up his credentials and stuff Mm -hmm. oh shit (laughs) he's probably showing me some stuff i ain't never seen before i mean granted (laughs) he does do some groovy stuff but um (laughs) He definitely has a um, big impact on like um, I'd say like more of my um, IQ mm-hmm. towards things. So like um, like whenever we're rolling or something, he'll like point something out, and it's just something so small and simple that you wouldn't think about, but it makes like a that big of a difference. And it's just like dang. So he he really knows he knows his stuff. Oh man, obviously, no, so, no question yeah. about that. You mentioned his credentials, which can be. To me, putting myself in your shoes like that, like you said, it's intimidating, kind of. Not only on the, am I going to be able to keep up level? Like, is he going to be showing me crazy stuff? But also the, like, for me, and maybe this isn't you, but, like, you don't want to disappoint him. You know what I mean? Like, he's got so much knowledge and so much passion, so much time build up. It's like, if you're representing him and his school, it seems like that would add extra pressure. Like, man, like, the name Indio Dojo, like, that means something. Yeah. Do you feel that when you enter the cage for him or when you compete under his banner? Um, not necessarily because um, the mindset I had was like, um, you know, this guy is really about the business. So it's like, I mean, that's what I, that's what I want, like for the, in someone who's teaching me like, you know, MMA and jujitsu. And then obviously I have my Muay Thai coaches mm-hmm. and um, Uncle Jeff and Mikey and uh, like, it's just the same everywhere around. Like they're really pushing the little things because that's at the end of the day, that's what these fights for sure. Yeah. In this fight coming up with Lido, like it, it, we mentioned, it seems extremely even on paper. It's a really nice stylistic matchup. Do you see, are you excited to test your wrestling against his? Do you see it as more of a stand up fight? Like when you think about how this fight's going to go, obviously two strong wrestling backgrounds, is it going to be a like, are you going to test each other's wrestling? Is it going to cancel out? Be a stand-up? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how do you yeah. how do you picture it playing out? Um, I mean, I don't really know. I don't really um, look that deep into it. Probably kinda, smart. Yeah, yeah I kind of just go in and kind of just got to adapt to kind of flow. Yeah, adapt yeah. to whatever comes up to in the situation. Because yeah, anyone can like go in with a plan, but I mean, with the crowd, the adrenaline, and all that, like most of that goes out of the window that's why like you know it's good to focus on like the basics so that way you don't have to think about some crazy shit to do on a, for sure <laughs> in a fight yeah, but you know. the wrestler in you doesn't want to take him down like that <laughs> there's not that part of you that's like come on let me let me show this i mean maybe but <laughs> i don't know i mean I don't, 
I don't be wrestling like that anymore. No, okay. I mean, that's fair I enough. do wrestle, but I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think a lot of wrestlers obviously transition to MMA extremely well. You know, it's a great base and for jujitsu in general grappling. But what was your first jujitsu class like? Like, did did you take to jujitsu itself as a pure art form very quickly as well? Um, I say relatively quickly. Like at first, I was more like um. You know, just trying to get used to the positions because, I mean, obviously in wrestling, you can't be on your back. Mm-hmm. So I had to get used to like, oh, if someone's on their back, I'm to pretty much not wear myself out trying to fight for a submission on yeah. the bottom. So it's more of like a patience game compared to like wrestling mm-hmm. where it's just fast. It's like a sprint the whole way through. Sure. So like, so yeah, overall jujitsu has been like, a nice a nice change in the aspect but sometimes i just want to like go mm-hmm. but obviously you gotta be a little you gotta be a lot smarter in jujitsu. definitely see that yeah yeah get caught real quick yeah exactly yeah i mean i learned that the hard way but <laughs> sure you know it's like it happens it's a good learning experience yeah you did fight to win as well right you had a match there when it was in pittsburgh oh yeah 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 i did how did you like that whole experience in the kind of competitive grappling um it was cool i mean I think that's um, more what I kind of was like focusing towards when I first started going to NBO, mm. and because um, I kind of still like you know had that wrestling urge. Sure. I didn't want to like you know train for wrestling like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just I mean, yeah, it's a grind. I mean, I like enjoy it, but at the end of the day, it's like it's nuts. Yeah, dude. the wrestling grind's insane. Danny yeah, Palm's a huge <laughs> wrestling guy too. Like both pro wrestling and amateur wrestling but yeah he's big into all types of wrestling and like we talk about it all the time like the wrestling grind is just totally next level yeah but it it helps you and it helps all mma fighters i think oh for sure like when it not even the skill the skills are one thing like that's a huge advantage just knowing how to wrestle yeah but mentally is the even bigger gain in my eyes when i look at wrestlers like all wrestlers can transition to mma it seems like for sure yeah it's freaking nuts man so you wanted to do competitive grappling originally when you went to India, which I think is interesting. What yeah. what brought MMA back around as like, well, I guess I should, I should ask this. Is MMA the focus right now? It seems like it to us, yeah. obviously. Okay. Yeah. So it, how did it swing back from grappling to MMA? Um, I mean, grappling, it wasn't like it was like, you know, my main focus when I started going there. Like I started doing the no-gi classes and then I kind of was like, you know, Kind of focusing more on jujitsu and grappling as opposed to like working my stand up as much. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, you know what? I mean, I'm gonna be doing MMA, so I should probably balance them out a little better. So that's yeah. what kind of when I split it. But okay, yeah, it was nothing like crazy. I just kind of like you know saw all these tournaments come up, but then I also saw how much those tournaments cost. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's, not, that's that's a lot for to me. Be, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, meanwhile, like little wrestling tournaments cost like like open tournaments cost like twenty five bucks. Sure, <laughs> so. sure. Yeah, it's a different ball game. Yeah. And then MMA obviously is different yet with just all the paperwork and whatnot you got to yeah. do ahead of time. Yeah. But as an amateur, you can still even make some money selling tickets. So there's that too. Yeah. Uh, it's cool, man. We were honored to have your first fight. Like I said, like that was really cool to have your debut back at it be fourteen. Was that fourteen? At the casino. You were yeah. at the casino show. Yeah. What was the experience like? Because you mentioned something interesting with like 
once the crowd's going and everything because the environment in the casino is really nice like it's pretty hype in there it gets yeah. packed in and crazy in there what was your first experience inside the cage fighting like um well this fight actually wasn't my first time fighting in the cage my god <laughs> <laughs> so like um i kind of had a better grasp than like the first time i did so like i hear it it was like you know obviously you hear the crowd from the back and then mm -hmm. you're kind of just warming up and you just feel your heart rate elevating so i mean i kind of just you know just understood where i was and just you know just deep breathing kind of nice figures that out and just know that like you know I've, this isn't the only comp big competition i've been in so i just kind of kind of channel that out and then just you know do what i train to do yeah well now i feel dumb but was that in the military <laughs> yeah okay i don't feel as dumb then because i was like oh, i'm pretty sure he was oh <laughs> no yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 okay so the it wasn't like an officially sanctioned fight in the military but no, what, what was that no. as part of some it combatives was, program or something yeah, it was uh the combatives tournament um for i was um i'm pretty sure they have them on most posts so for me it was the uh, 82nd airborne division they mm -hmm. had their um thing they call their all-american week I actually talked about on the on yeah the interview i do remember bit. you talking yeah. about this with luke now yeah, yeah so okay. like they um have a week where like everyone in the division kind of splits up and does like separate sports mm -hmm. but like flag football basketball volleyball and you're whatever. like nah, i'm gonna punch somebody yeah <laughs> well it was just a combatives they said combatives tournament i didn't really know that that much into it and um i was like oh so just like you know just combatives are pretty much like jujitsu but mm -hmm. not as i don't know not as trained <laughs> sure so um so for the first few rounds so up until the semis it's uh just pretty much straight jujitsu like we have we would have like our uniforms on and they would just tie a belt on us oh, and it was just like you know submissions and stuff like that hmm. so after that it was the the semis is um put shin guards on so it's kicks knees um anywhere but the face and obviously the crotch but um sure uh open hand slaps to the face and then oh, close nice. uh close fist to the body and okay stuff. and then Sweet. and then the finals was uh mma interesting and those were um like the amateur ohio rules oh, okay yeah that's crazy what are like I don't know. I never knew this existed at all. Like this yeah, tier I, system. I didn't, yeah, I didn't either. I just went into it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I guess. <laughs> I guess so I'm going to do this. Yeah, pretty much. Did you win? Yeah, Ooh, I won. Okay. I won that tournament twice. <laughs> yeah. Twice. Yeah. Reigning, defending. Nice, <laughs> dude. That's awesome. Yeah. So obviously, I didn't realize that was in the cage. I did remember that from Luke's interview, but I didn't realize those were like an actual cage fight at the end. Yeah, yeah. So okay, that's yeah. pretty sweet. But like touching back on um i guess you say like emotions for your first fight but yeah that fight yeah i like definitely could feel it because we were in the uh, back rooms which was pretty much the racquetball court so we mm -hmm. had the blue corner and the red corner everyone's kind of just there doing their thing so everyone the so someone would go out get their introduction and all of that you hear kind of like the crowd like muttering a little bit not much you just hear and yeah. then you just hear like loud like screams and stuff and then everyone's just stomping their feet so i'm like oh man what's going on out there oh so then the guys would come back just busted faces and like bloody noses dude <laughs> had a, like 
his nose was like completely sideways. I was like, oh shit, this is real. Yes, and nice. I would, and, and we started from the bottom and went up, and I was fighting uh, light heavyweight at the time. Oh wow! So I was like just waiting as people kept coming back, busted face, busted face, busted face. Yeah. I'm just like, shit. Well, came back out now, yeah. so I guess we yeah. gotta go with it. Yeah. So how how did you win both of those? Um, TKO. Both of them? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Kind of like ground and pound, or was yeah, there was uh the first one was um like early in the first, and then the last one was actually probably like five seconds before the round ended. Nice. And I was I was not even train I wasn't training for that second one, so I was like, all right, yeah, I'm glad that kind of ended quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was not going. Yeah, I was <laughs> the not. Cardio I was, wasn't I, yeah, there I, yet. the cardio was not there for that. Did you know the people you were fighting? Like, were they people that you saw every day in the? Um, no. Okay. They they were they're from um different um units within the division. Okay. So, I think the guy, one of the guys, actually no. The two finals fights I had, both guys were from the same unit. Interesting. Yeah. They probably hate you in that unit. They're like, man, that guy <laughs> is <laughs> ruining our fun, <laughs> like taking probably our guys not. out <laughs> yeah. two years in a row. Yeah. Do you keep in touch with any of them? Like, do are they aware that you're an MMA fighter now for reals? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, a couple a couple people I was stationed with, they follow me on Instagram. Nice. I mean, I've I've talked to him here and there, probably not as much as I wish I would, but sure, you know, it's kind of hard life sometimes. Too. Yeah, you yeah. know, you just move. It's kind of just like hard, especially man. working, and then it's like, oh, they don't just live next door to me; right. they live uh, a few yeah. states over. It's different and, now, yeah. for sure. Yeah, but it's cool. I mean, having Instagram, having these things. Obviously, there's like our live streaming platform, two four seven live. This ability for people wherever to watch. It's does it feel cool for you to know like you can build this career in Pittsburgh with us? Like we're obviously happy to have you fighting for us, but it, it just seems like for somebody like you, like you said, that's all spread out, friends, family all over the place, but you have this kind of core that they can still follow you, wh yeah. whatever you're doing. Yeah, yeah, it's been um cool. I mean, I was never um I actually before I started um coming to the dojo, I didn't have any social media. Mm. So I kind of was just, you know, just going through life, doing whatever. And then this came up and I was like, I mean, obviously it's good for um, promoting yourself and stuff. Yeah. But also like contacting like, you know, people that I haven't talked to in a while. So for sure. So that's been like a cool thing. And like, you know, it's like the support's real, been real cool. Just, oh, yeah, you know, it's good you're doing this, good you're doing that. It's like, because I mean, I don't know, I feel like. I'm not really the, I move around, since I moved around a lot, I feel like I lost contact with a lot of people, and people just kind of just like, like, oh, shit, you just disappeared out of nowhere. Yeah, so I mean, if you, if you didn't have social media in today's day and age, I mean, that's how people keep in touch yeah. for the most part. Like, if yeah. you don't have social and you move, it's like, well, I guess I'm never talking to Ken again. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's been, um, it's been a nice um, startup living up here and stuff. Nice, man. Well, I'm happy everything's going well for you. Obviously, happy to get you back in the cage as well. April 15th, ladies and gentlemen, listening. Ken Burrs fights James Leto at Brawl in the Berg 16. Dude, this card, I don't know if you've looked at the seating chart, the tickets, but like it's selling so fast. This play, this event and the casino is going to be so nuts, dude. Yeah. Like, we are hyped for this show, and that fight in particular is one of the best. Like I said, one of the best matchups you could possibly put together between two amateur 185 or so. 
we're honored to have you back in there, dude, and we can't wait to see how it plays out. Sure. Yeah. Send it off. Danny Palm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate you stopping me. in. Yep, thank you.